Texas Steampunk Connection coming to you live from various parts of Texas in our bunkers and airships and whatnot. I am Flavio as usual, and with me as always is Thax, the Gentleman Adventurer, and Jack from Steam Chest. And we have Master Blue Stocking. Say hello, guys. Hey! So once again, we are here to talk, oh, probably about steampunk, most likely, because that's what this is about. Thank you for listening to Texas Steampunk Connection. Hello! Good evening, everybody. You have uh, reached the Texas Steampunk Connection because it is Tuesday night at 8 o'clock. And uh, if you are regular listeners, you know our friends Rita and Lawrence, who sort of uh, appear on the ba- in the uh, comments section. Tonight, they have come back from their gallivant across the pond, and uh, Rita is joining us to uh, tell us about all of her adventures. Uh, unfortunately... Blue stocking could not make it tonight uh, due to uh, uh, migraines, and, and she's having a rough time. Um, and I think I think there's a lot of people having that that kind of effect right now between allergies can still continuing to hit us and uh, COVID, which seems to be uh, raging across the state. Uh, but uh, yeah, we just had Labor Day yesterday, which means summer is over. Really. <laughs> Sort of. Who who wrote that down? I don't remember that being. We have like a, a gerbil, a badger, some sort of woodland creature coming out of a hole, telling us when summer's I just over. Know you're not supposed to wear white shoes anymore. That was just... never a concern prior to Labor Day for me. Who has white shoes? Yeah. Um, like tennis shoes or like 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 dress shoes or like stilettos or something. I don't know. It's an it's an old fashioned rule. You can't wear white shoes after Labor Day. They're summer shoes. Doesn't say when you can start wearing them, but you can't That's wear them out. Is when whoever decide like it's one of those things where who does it first? If you do it too soon after Christmas and like in the wintertime, then like everyone will scoff you. But if you hit it just right when like it is spring and you're the first one to wear those shoes, everyone's surprised. And, like, and that's when <laughs> you that's do when that, that or you're the trendsetter, and then everybody thinks they're late and starts wearing. Yes, them. but if you go too soon trying to be the trendsetter. You're ostracized from from the whole whatever the thing. Oh, no, yeah, you would know. Well, never mind that most of the United States is kind of a fashion wasteland anymore. It's just, I mean, outside of the steampunk community and maybe the you know the runways in New York. I don't know. I'm like, all I could think is Mad Max and the Thunderdome right now. <laughs> <laughs> the time frame, like that's that's what we're in right now. Fashion it's called wasteland. fashion, Jack. Max, witness, witness me. me. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this last weekend was, uh, everything was happening at once. If you were into going to conventions, you had, you had to pick, uh, looking at the calendar, uh, Dragon Con was this weekend in mm, Atlanta. Yes. Uh, the, uh, Big River, Big River Steampunk Festival, uh, was happening this week, uh, uh, this weekend in Missouri. San Japan is in San Antonio and Galaxy Con was here in Austin and God only knows how many others. So uh, if you weren't at a convention, uh, you're probably old, like me. (laughs) Or jet lag. (laughs) Jack, are you eating a digestive biscuit? No. (laughs) Snickerdoodle. It's really dry, but delicious. Lex was like, like, okay. (laughs) Uh, Did any of you have friends that went to any of these conventions? Do any of you have friends? I have friends. <laughs> I like trains. <laughs> trains. I used to have friends. Oh yes. Um, my our good friend uh, Steampunk uh, Bubba Fett was over at Dragon Con again, being awesome yes. as always. And uh, enjoyed I, his picture. I live vicariously through his feed for most of those. That makes. I mean, that's the way to do it, right? Yeah. I mean, he sends out the most wonderful Christmas cards of him dressed up as Santa. Is they are whaily overdone, Steampunk and whoever does the editing on it just makes it. It pop. <laughs> oh, no. Johnny Steverson is on. Wants us to remember that the uh, Galveston Steampunk Festival is only white. seven months away. Uh, they're already se- selling uh, uh, early tickets. So uh, I was going to bring that up anyway, but only seven months. Wait a minute. Oh, oh, right? oh, seven right. months, three spring. days, 13 hours, 47 minutes, 32 seconds. Yeah, there's. Seconds. We're getting we're getting into uh, festival season when the temperature p- supposedly gets cooler. Um, when I'm allowed to wear clothes again, yes. subatomic anyway. 
subatomic clothes? No subatomic temperatures. <laughs> oh, oh, right, right. Oh, oh, and not too small. You're, you're actually meaning like atomic as in like the Dune reference for atomics. Gotcha. Right. Okay. Yes. Not like the teeny weeny bikini. No, no, no. We're talking about, we're talking about megatonnage here. <laughs> uh, I know it only hit 105 today. It's actually pretty chill. <laughs> my car said it was 114. Oh, uh, this afternoon. Um, and then I so, moved it and parked it in the shade and it got down to 105. <laughs> really? I got into it. I was like only 105. This isn't bad. Okay. Yeah, it was mine said 106 when I got off work today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's hot after, after spending three weeks in like the highs being in the upper sixties to low seventies, it's brutal. Oh, Pepita. Oh, yes. Ow, stop it. Oh, okay. she's a little lover. Oh, yeah, she's just... out of town today, so they haven't gotten their walk yet. I had to convince them that after dark would still be okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have to convince them after dark is okay because it's going to start getting supposedly darker. I don't know if the planet's actually turning off to, for that to actually happen this year. It doesn't really feel like it. It feels like it's still getting brighter outside every morning. It's, it's going to get darker? You mean like longer nights? Mm -hmm. Or like darker yeah. blacks? Soon... <laughs> It's supposed to look less light outside during the light time. <laughs> Jack, what, what are you drinking? <laughs> I haven't opened it yet. This is me after a day that literally started. I got okay. I walked into my office and immediately got handed a server. Oh, well, a switch, a router, a firewall, and about a hundred feet of cables, and said, "We're setting this office up today." And literally turned right back around. I didn't get like like a second cup of coffee made at the office. I didn't get. I was still working on my first one from home, and went straight to the you know to the site and was there until two thirty, and then went to lunch. So, and then went straight over to another one at three, and was there until five thirty. So this is just me overworked and underpaid. Oh well, job oh, and getting over COVID. Yeah, over the weekend. And you had COVID over the weekend. What? Yeah. Yeah. Whenever there's a COVID outbreak, you're like one of the first ones to pick it up. I'm a, I'm a freaking canary for this thing. Yeah, it, you are. It wasn't as bad, obviously, because I'm not dying. My Alex is still like she's the one that was hit mostly this time, and Cody. But um, I got I got I got glan a glancing blows, and so I was pretty much stuck in a closet doing you know networking stuff today and not around anybody, so I'm not too worried. But uh, yeah, it's here again. Fun stuff. Jack's sure. review says not not nearly as good as the last time. Not as no, powerful. No. This one this one was much much more mild. I, I'd rather have my COVID spicy and <laughs> slap me around like you know Indiana Jones does. I want I want that like really good solid smack noise from Indiana Jones every time I sneeze. That that's how I feel. So ah. nonetheless, what what will you be drinking tonight? What will I be drinking? Well, let's see here. Get the ASMR going there. Nice. It is Voodoo Rangers Fruit Force, the New Fruit Belgium. Force. Yes. Now, Voodoo Ranger is usually an IPA. Is usually one of these is? But this one is a New Belgium. It is more flavored. So yeah, this is still an Imperial Pale Ale. But and they fruity. use different flavors. So actually, I had to look this up online because I thought it had peaches in it, but it was like it was not. So it, it's really good though. Uh, it's not your, it's not like cherries or, um, raspberries or not like your berries, but it's definitely fruits. You don't necessarily always get a hold of, but if anything, this is what like juicy fruit should taste like. Oddly enough, if it was a beer, <laughs> it's got that like weird, like splash of flavors, like a commercial, it's like where the fruits like bouncing through water and ice. Oh yeah. That that's kind of how people's drinking this. G given the weather IPAs and, uh, Yeah. Very cold, fruity drinks. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. So, which is, which is why I got Bishop Cider Painkiller mm -hmm. Tiki Mask on it. I mean, that's a big enough can. What's what's the alcohol content? Uh, no idea. Oh, mystery. Um, <laughs> and that's a Dallas brew, isn't it? Bishop is in Dallas. Uh, I believe so. I I know it's. Yeah. Oh yeah, Dallas, Texas. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And six uh, percent by volume. So that's not bad at all. It's not over the top. No. All right. Have you tried one before? 
I I have not tried this one before. My wife got okay. it in a like sample pack of a bunch of interesting ciders. Bishops is always good though. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we've we've drunk bishops here before. And while I'm pouring, I want to shout out to Deborah Campbell. Uh, I see you're already shouting out to her in the comments. What have I got here? Painkiller. Oh. Wizard diagnosis. Coconut pina colada kind of thing. But also uh, a cider. And that is, that's super nice. <laughs> huh. Yes. I would definitely, I can recommend this. If you like. Um, yeah. As like says. Or uh, uh, strong uh, coconut flavor. Um, very good. Yeah. Is it one for the, was it one for the book? That's what I have start going through and like making a fax beer book. Oh, that's going to be a big book. <laughs> this oh, well, is not a beer one. though. This is a, a couple, a couple of years worth of footage. We can make a good book. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, like I said, Bishop's is, is an excellent cidery. M pretty much anything you get there is going to be uh, a winner. Rita, I saw you had a can. Yes, so I do. Cold, I cold have, water. It, it's, oh, no, there we go. LaCroix. Black raspberry and Lawrence oh. has his his dragon's milk. Oh, of course, of course. Oh. I, I, Lawrence, I don't know how you uh, drink such heavy brews in this hot climate. I, it, I'm still holding on to the ones that you bought me that we were willing because... to take on. Thanks. That is sure. <laughs> I would be willing to sit there and just like try to get one down. I don't think I, the 903 was fantastic, by the way. Uh, well, thank you for that. I think 903 was, is actually better than Dragon's Milk, but I got to put Dragon's Milk as number two at this point. So. Wait, when you say 903 was better, like that's a whole brewery. Which 903? A dozen <laughs> different. What was it? The, the, the everything, I think is what it was called. Oh, that, that uh, everything bagel beer. Yeah. That was oh, really yeah, gosh, that, yeah, that one. It had like the snickerdoodle chocolate, um, maybe coffee overtones to it. I mean, it was just awesome. It was, it was amazing. And it was at a mere 3.5, you know, alcohol. So no big deal. Really? Yeah. Huh. I was at, well, sorry, not 3.5, 13.5. Oh, yes. Oh, that okay. makes more sense. At the beginning more. of that makes a big difference. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, forgot the one. It's the dragon's milk. What can I say? How much of that have you had? <laughs> <laughs> I'm at. Okay. So let's get into day. it. Rita and Lawrence uh, left us um, two weeks ago. Uh, three. Two, two, three. Three. Three weeks ago? We had two, two shows. episodes ago. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, it's been four weeks now, but we've been home for a week. So. Okay. Yes, you're right. Two episodes ago, which is four weeks ago. You were mm -hmm. gone for three and back for one. But mm -hmm. you went over to Scotland, mm -hmm. tramped around there, and then were able to hit the Asylum Steampunk Festival, which yep. the rest of us can only dream of. I know. <laughs> Give us all the dirty details. Okay. Well, like uh, like you were talking about earlier, we left on the 8th, on August 8th, and flew overnight and got to Edinburgh and, and rented a car and slept overnight and then took off to... Um, our clan, well, my clan gathering. And that was so awesome. Um, being at the castle and meeting family members that, you know, you know, you're related. And they, my dad used to say, we're just all cousins. We're all cousins. And uh, make contact with all these people and tour the castle and learn about, you know, the geography and the political, all the stuff, you know, about the family. And, and it was, it was awesome. And the Kaylee and former, Normal dinner, and I didn't get up and dance because I've been walking too much, and my back was killing me. But anyway, it was awesome. It was totally awesome. And then uh, next stop was Inverness, which was kind of just an excuse to drive around Scotland. So we drove north, spent the night, drove west, spent a couple nights on Sky, on the island of Sky, and that was really cool. Um, I got to meet an old friend of a friend who owns a croft, which is a well, a farm. She raises horses and sheep, and she sells things made out of her sheep's wool. So, so we would I call that a ranch, I suppose, down here. Um, I guess it's just it's tiny. It's, it's really tiny. Hmm. Um, her shop was it's about the size of my living room, which is not very big. I and about half the size. <laughs> no, 
I think it's bigger than that. She just has all this stuff hanging on the wall. She's got shelves and stuff. So, um, and when my friend Cindy, Cindy, okay, Cindy and I do the farm together. So we're doing that. And uh, Cindy went over to Scotland several years ago, five, six years ago, and met Yasmin, who owns the, the farm and the shop. So I went to go visit her. So I got a hug and got to practice a little bit of Gaelic and um, buy some hand spun yarn from Scottish sheep. And that was awesome. Wow. So, I, I met people who were into fiber arts um, here in, in, in Central Texas, mostly like SCAers, but I've watched mm -hmm. them like do the whole hand spinning yarn business. And it mm -hmm. is a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is, but it's also, um, when I was teaching, when I was teaching, I, I just, I would tell people the more skills you learn, the closer you are to being able to create the ultimate finished project that is just exactly how you want it. So that's, that's, that was my thing. So, um, anyway, so that was really fun. And then where do we go after that was on sky after sky, we went, uh, Alahiriska, right, is right. But on Sky, we also went to see the fairy pools. Oh yes, the fairy pools. The yes. fairy pools were awesome. Um, it's it was again. We walked a lot. There are some days we walked six miles. Um, Ooh, anyway, so we went to see the fairy pools, which is a big touristy thing. But it's this long trail, and you keep going up and up and up and up. And there's all these waterfalls and the erosion. The way that the erosion has affected the um, the rocks and stuff where the river flows. It's just really cool. It's really pretty and um, exhausting to walk, but it was, I've got a lot of pictures of that that aren't up on Facebook yet. And then we have. So those uh, are like natural springs sort of bubbling up? No, well, I don't know what the source of the water is. I think that um, it's. I think it's melting. Uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, melt. It's, oh, it's, okay. Um, a, a big stream that where they all come down through to and uh by as the erosion as she said the it actually makes these round circular pools in the rocks so they're just like bowls in the in the rocks and they call those fairy pools well and they're they're perfect circles yeah they're just it looks like somebody took a giant ice cream scoop and just scooped out a chunk of rock and that's where the water goes through so it's i mean they're really pretty and they sound really nice um i think a lot of the out in the rural areas where we were the thing that i loved the most i think more than anything was the fact that you could smell the wildflowers you're just out in the open air and you could smell wildflowers that does not happen in texas it just doesn't. Well, not in the city. Not in the city. It happens city. for like a week and a half. Right. And it's like, yeah, that's great. Because it's not just <laughs> the wildflowers. It's like the trees, too. I, I, I've smelled wildflowers. Um, they, they, but they smell an awful lot like dusty weeds out here. Because wow. that's the kind of wildflowers we have. It's a very popular no, flavor. Going outside, seriously, going outside was like walking into a florist shop. It just, it just smelled so good. It smelled so sweet. Wow. Um, so I, I, I just really love that part of it. And then uh, let's see, we left Sky. We were going to take the ferry across just so we weren't driving the same roads, but we didn't book our ferry early enough. So we couldn't take, we couldn't take the ferry. So we ended up driving around and went to Oban. Well, actually we stayed at a hotel um, that's, it's a resort on a private island, and it was really cool. I wish we had – I could have spent six months doing the trip that we did and still probably not fixed or, you know, fit everything in. Um, but we went – we went to – we went there. We went to Oban, and we took a ferry – or, well, we took a tour from there where we went out to Staffa. And um, a lot of people are familiar with the Giant's Causeway which is a really interesting geological formation in I've the north of Ireland. Fantastic. And it's their uh, hexagonal columns of volcanic rock. And the other, they say the other end, there's another, there's a giant over in Scotland and there's a giant over in, in Ireland. That's how this whole thing started. And that was, they had their causeway that they would go back and forth, but they ended up fighting and there's 
there's like a big rock on one end and there's a big rock on the other. So it's because they were supposedly throwing rocks at each other. Anyway, Staffa was, was really cool. Getting out on the boat was kind of hairy because it was very windy that day. Um, but we still got to go and walk around and, and do all that. We went and we took the Jacob Jacobite train. And that was a really big, very cool thing. It's a coal-fired steam train. So you're riding on a steam locomotive. There you steam go. Wow. Yeah, very, very similar. They don't use the same engine that they used in Harry Potter in the movies. But it is, if you're a train enthusiast, if you are a Harry Potter fan, if, you know, you just like old-fashioned ways of traveling, it was, it was really cool. Um, I didn't get a lot of good pictures because we were, like, zooming by at the speed of light. So, <clears throat> anyway. Then, let's see. After that, we went to... Well, we went back to Edinburgh. We went to Edinburgh for four days. Yeah. And just basically, uh, well, we, we we did go see the... Uh, we went to the tattoo. Yeah. That was the big, big thing in Edinburgh was the military tattoo. Rosalind Chapel. Yeah, we, we drove out. Yes, we drove out to Rosalind Chapel and investigated that, which was really interesting. You can't take any pictures inside, so... I've got a couple pictures of the outside and that's it. You can get those on postcards. They're really not that interesting. Um, <laughs> did you meet then, any Templars? No, we did not meet any Templars, but the they tour guide, the inside is just incredible. There's like every inch of that place is carved with these really intricate carvings. Uh, Lauren spent a lot of time talking to the tour, the guide, or the one of the, the, one of the docents or whatever there about uh, the Curse of Oak Island and the Templar connection and all that, all the you know, all the stories behind everything. And then, of course, when we were done there, we drove out to Dunbar, which is where his favorite brewery is. So we oh. went to Belhaven Brewery. So. We got to tour the brewery again. No pictures allowed inside, so we have some from outside. And oh. we walked down to the <laughs> okay, we walked down to the river that goes nowhere. Or no, I'm sorry, the bridge that goes nowhere. Bridge, goes bridge to nowhere. I thought so we had in Alaska. Yeah. Oh, there there oh, are several actually. For, for listening to more than one Russian. bridge to nowhere, <laughs> but this one looks really funny at high tide. We were there at low tide, so. It still looked funny. It's like a bridge in the middle of a dry beach. But apparently there's like a stream that runs underneath it. So in order to get from the town to the beach, you have to go over the bridge. But uh, the stream wasn't there and it was low tide. So, you know, it, the bridge. it looked, it looked <laughs> so pointless. So anyway, so that was that was Edinburgh. And then and then we went oh, down yeah. to Lincoln. I'm going to have to interrupt you because... You're moving so fast, but okay. <laughs> uh, Bellhaven Brewery, why wouldn't they let you take photographs inside? Um, I've been to a lot of breweries, corporate, and inside they all look alike. <laughs> it, because you go by their computer screens and stuff where they might have recipes out or <laughs> other kinds of information. He said, you know, the likelihood that you're going to be able to get resolution enough to take pictures of our, our computers without anybody noticing is pretty hard but please don't don't let them fire me <laughs> so that was kind of his thing sorry i was going really fast so i could get to lincoln <laughs> that's so wild with that Part said though i will admit with my new phone here i had to st i was at a public library and i was doing um i was, I was getting inventory lists as an it perk job and mm -hmm. um there's a whole bunch of people on these computers and i don't like excuse me let me take a picture of your computer real quick it's just a little awkward and so I just wanted, I had one computer left I couldn't get to, and just this person on it I did not want to talk to. So I'm like, let's just see here. And I zoomed up on that thing from 15 feet away, and I took a picture of this little tiny sticker with a barcode on it. And it it was funny because it was fuzzy, and suddenly it like resolution, like, like whatever algorithms went through on here, and I could read it clear as day. So I don't know. I'm impressed suddenly with the kind of computer that's on my cell phone's cameras. Oh, cell phones have gotten great. Yeah, my my camera. I gotta I gotta say, my camera on my new phone is pretty nifty. Um, I still, when I have to zoom in a long ways, it doesn't necessarily look great. It looks sort of, I don't know, cartoonish. Yeah. If I can, no, I get you. If, if that's one way to say it. Um, but um, 
yeah well there was one really really cool steampunk looking thing at the brewery and that's they have an old uh what was it the mash was it the tank for the mash they have the original tank and they still use it it's this gorgeous copper tank and i was just like oh you're so bad. I want a picture. Do I have a postcard? I'm like, can I do a hip shot? People who want to see this. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like it's. What was the bottom? I don't remember what the bottom was made out of, but the top is just this huge uh, wooden wood on the bottom, and then it had this huge copper dome. It had to have been what eight feet wide, I think, with all these valves and pipes and stuff all over the outside. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. So um, I got to see it at least. Very nice. Honestly, I saw a Lincoln. machine overseas one time from a place that I wish I had, like it, at the time I was there, wind up cameras were still becoming, or were falling out of fashion, but not completely gone. And I have a blurry picture of what looks kind of like an organ that was this espresso machine that they had set up. And I really wish I had a better picture of it. I'll never be able to go back there because I think it was like France somewhere and just a custom made thing. But yeah, anyway, uh, sorry. Anyway. Oh, another cool thing they had is they had a where they could scan a photo and then put it on top of the beer in the bar. Yeah. Yeah. So when they poured the beer, they foam printer. put the beer under this thing and it would do something to the foam or the head of the beer they, to make it show up picture. Whoa. Oh, use powdered hops. We can send each other memes through our beer. <laughs> Each person only got one, right? And then you weren't he was driving is exceptionally challenging there for an American. Everything, everything is backwards. backwards. Everything is backwards. The lane you drive in, where your steering wheel is, everything. And right turns are, are now not the same as left turn. Yeah. No, it's right. Left turn left turns are easy. Right turns are a pain in the in the you know what. Um and we we had some a little yeah roundabouts that's it yeah roundabouts and i think one lane roundabouts are not that big of a deal but three lane roundabouts are starting to get to be a big deal there's one in a town in texas that goes around their courthouse and like they have all their main shopping wrapped all the way around it and their courthouse sits smack dab in the middle and it's a three lane roundabout and no one still knows how to drive through that thing (laughs) It's crazy. That's crazy to have businesses right there on a roundabout. The way they're I mean, supposed to work is to keep traffic moving so you don't have a stoplight. So they have medians, like green grass areas and whatnot around it, but you still have, I still try to make it a full-blown intersection, but you drive around the, uh, the courthouse. And there's parking lots on all four sides as well. And there's still four, li- four lanes coming in from every direction like that. It is the strangest thing. And it, it's yeah, like Texans idea, like they heard about a roundabout and they thought it was a great idea, but they didn't actually like go see one and then decided that this is the way to go. Colorado <laughs> is using them a lot and it just, it, they, they, they kind of freak me out a little bit, less so now, but um, they'll have, like we have an interchange where you have your frontage road that goes, goes to an underpass then you can take a left and go under the highway or you can go straight forward and get back on the highway right they have a roundabout on one side and then you go under the underpass and then there's a roundabout on the other side (laughs) just i'm like really this is just getting insane you feel like you're driving in circles well i mean you you are are. (laughs) yeah and if you ever go to edinburgh park your car somewhere park it somewhere safe and just plan on walking and taking taxis. Yeah, drive it, just, outside of Edinburgh. And, and, yeah, and park and at the airport. Park just at go, the train station. Don't get a car. It's, or don't Pitch. get a car. I mean, we we had the car the whole time. We parked it um, overnight, and then we drove out to Roslyn Chapel wow. and uh, Dunbar, the Bellhaven Brewery, and then we left it parked the rest of the time we were there. It was just... It was horrible trying to get around and it's like, it's so much safer. Let somebody else drive you that knows how to drive in that crap. You know, the, the lanes, you'll have a two lane street. Okay. In the, in the United States, most of the time you have a street that narrow, they won't allow parking, but half of one lane is going to be filled with parked cars. So you have to like 
weave. Well, that's what you have to do or, or stop and let somebody buy. I mean, we have to do that on our street, but our street is a, a block long, not a mile of this. That, so that reminds me of, uh, I, I traveled just, in uh, Seoul, Korea um, back in 2009 and they'd have like two lane streets and they'd have a, a shoulder where people could park. Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> and Animals. seriously, there were cars parked up on the curb, like in the in the uh, uh, sidewalk, and then mm -hmm. there'd be a car parked at the curb where you're supposed to, and there'd be a car parked on the other on next to them on both sides, and you'd have like one lane in the middle, and that everybody just did that. Yep. And it's yeah, that, not legal, cool. and you can get a you get a traffic ticket for it, but everybody just takes that as uh, the cost of doing business. Right. It's you do what you got to do. But yeah, it, there are people parked half on the sidewalk, half in the street or all the way on the sidewalk or all the way in the street. If you had a small car, of course, we rented an SUV. So it's it, we did not have a small car. We did not have the petite little car that these roads were apparently made for. Um, but we managed you didn't have a horse and cart. You mean oh, like when yeah. those were becoming the, the bougie thing. <laughs> The horse and cart. The horse and cart was bougie at the time. That's when those roads were were, were like planned out. Yeah, they just had. To, they, they're just being. They're just faring for it right now. <laughs> yes, Lincoln, Lincoln, Lincoln. Okay, so okay. we um, we left Edinburgh and Thursday afternoon. I looked at Google Maps and it said four hours and forty five minutes to get to Lincoln. Okay, great. So we can leave at noon. We can still be there on time for everything. Get up Friday morning, it says seven and a half hours to get to Lincoln. So we were very late getting to all of our, well, to get in there and get checked into the hotel. And of course, the hotel has crappy parking. And, you know, surprise. yeah, surprise, surprise. The European parking sucks. Um, yeah, European parking. Anyway, if you can, if, if yeah, our next trip is going to be way different. Let's just put it that way. Anyway, so then we took off on foot um, to go up to the castle, which, you know, uh, Blue Stocking has talked about steep hill. Steep hill is very steep. I was thinking in my head that it would be like Eureka Springs. Eureka Springs, you go up a little bit and then you get a rest or you go around a corner and you're going level for a little bit and then you go up and then you go up some more. Eureka Springs freaked me out. <laughs> the up and down there was, was uh, frightening to me. So this you, is that was child's play. Yeah, to, 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 to go up steep hill from the bottom to the top. I don't know what the elevation changes, but it is steeper. The very top part is steeper than anything in Eureka Springs that I can recall, except for maybe the stairways, because the stairways are pretty steep. Um, but it doesn't stop. It's just up, 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 and it's about half a mile. So we're late for our show than we wanted to get to. And I'm halfway up and I'm like, you know what? We're not supposed to be able to get into this without wristbands and event control is closed. So we're going to throw ourselves at the mercy of these people. And they were very nice and they let us in. <laughs> we were, we got there at halftime. Alice Strange was performing at the, it, we went to the fashion show. So Alice Strange was performing. We went in, sat down. I got my Victorian era water which was really funny. 1886 soda water. It's <laughs> oh, an 1886 great. on the, on the label and then soda water. So I had my sparkling water, but it was Victorian. <laughs> it's, anyway, it's the real Victorian soda water. Yeah. The real thing, <laughs> I, it, you know, maybe that's when the company was established. I don't know, but I had to take a picture of the label. Um, <laughs> so Alice strange was really fun. She's, she's kind of an interesting character um and then we saw is, the second half of the fashion show is she a, a musician I, i've never heard of alice strange um you probably haven't heard of a lot of the people that we saw over there well that's Just, why we're talking to you <laughs> right exactly so alice strange she i don't know how i don't know that much about her but she was singing to wow. pre-recorded wow. music and that is apparently very very common at these cons um, and especially some of the smaller acts, what they do is they record all the music. It's all their music, but they pre-record it 
and play it for their live shows so that they don't have to do all that live and they don't have to hire musicians. So, um, um, I've seen musicians do that on sixth street. Well, yeah, they do that there too. Mm -hmm. Um, Madam Misfit was another act that we saw that did the same thing. And she was, she was awesome. Oh my God. She has so much energy. She's, she's just like bubbling up all over the place. She's awesome. She was just so fun to watch. And we got to go backstage and talk to her. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Um, well, we made a contribution. We made the last contribution for her stolen microphones and stuff. I know. While the show was happening. Right. <laughs> so um, <laughs> she had sent us a thank you and an invitation to a show, which, of course, we couldn't attend because it was in London. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was not while we were there. So it was kind of uh, that would be pretty hard to do. So we went, you know, um, the one of the organizers of the show. There's there's two. Um, there's a couple, um, Ellie Trinket, or no, I'm sorry, Elsie Trinket and her husband, John Naylor. They, um, we ended up talking to both of them a lot, but John hooked us up and brought us backstage to talk to Madam Misfit so that she could thank us in person. That's awesome. Fantastic. It was, it was awesome. And she's, she's just as sweet as pie. She's just awesome. And her show was fabulous. She candy. Yeah, she does. She's got a song called Sugar, and she hands out marshmallows and candy to everybody in the audience. And she actually she walks around with her microphone and she hands things to people. Yeah. I mean, she's just she's so accessible. She's all over the audience. She, she just climbed over the seats. Yeah, she did. She climbed over the seats and everything. I, I mean, if you she's got a couple of US shows coming up and she wants to do more. I just I think that she um She's she would be a very very good act to go see if you ever get a chance. Absolutely, she's fabulous. Um, who well, else? Johnny, Johnny, if you're still uh, listening to the show, I don't know how big your events need to get before you know it. Uh, it calls for getting a, a big act like somebody out of out of England, but that would be pretty cool. Yeah, that would be very cool. Yeah, Madam Misfit would be awesome. Yeah. And, uh, well, Frenchie and the punk were there, but I didn't get to see them. I saw Mm -hmm. the brass brothers and they're, um, they're a steampunk take on the blues brothers. And so they did some of the blues brothers standards, um, plus some other covers. Uh, I mean, most of the blues brothers music was covers the first time. Well, yeah, no, I mean, (laughs) and some other covers. (laughs) Very cool. So that was really cool. And then the new act that I saw, that we saw, that we liked, I think, it was uh, Major Blunder. And he's just a guy with a ukulele who makes up his own songs. <laughs> he was just up there singing. <laughs> so he was funny. He was, he was, he's a comedian with a ukulele is what he is. Um, that, that and he was really funny. The first act, though, was uh, uh, a, a little risque of that show. Oh, God, I forgot all about that. Um the Scarlet Butterfly is a, uh, well, she's more than that. She did a pole <laughs> dance at the beginning and a fire dance at the end. Right. And part of her pole dance, she was partially disrobing. And uh, it was not supposed to be an X-rated show, but it ended up being at least half X. Um, the last piece that she removed was um, her her bra, but she had pasties on underneath and one of the pasties fell off. So she had a little wardrobe malfunction and there were small children there. And it was, I thought it was funny. And the kids, they weren't paying attention to her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she finished it and she bowed with a hand over her her exposed parts. So that was really funny. And her fire dance. Um, I know you guys watched the fire dance at um, Galveston's yeah. Punk Festival. Mm-hmm. Let's see if I can get that. Lady Galveston did a much more complicated routine, but I think the lady in Lincoln was more graceful. Anyway, her so, name is Scarlet so Butterfly. Scarlet Butterfly. Lex okay. was saying that that's actually a lot more common for it to be an accident over there. Just because they don't see nudity the same way we do over here. Yeah. I mean, there, there are several nude beaches in France, and like, you know, that's just something normal. 
Yeah. Well, John, uh, John, um, John Naylor, who was the MC that evening, he got up and he was like, um, I knew there was going to be a reveal. I didn't think it was going to be that. that reveal. <laughs> I mean, that's show so, business. Yep. Yep. So I, was, I, uh, I really, I believe it was unintentional. Of course. I, yeah. I'm, so, you know, whatever, whether it was or not, I, I thought it was funny and I, didn't have a problem with it. And I could see the kids in the back row. They were just playing. They weren't paying any attention at all to the boobies. <laughs> yeah. Not a Janet Jackson sort of uh, situation. Yeah, no, no. no. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they did all sorts of really cool stuff. They had a, a rebel, a rebel steam meetup, which is all the star Wars guys. They had steam Trek meetup. Um, they had a heroes and villains meetup that was all uh, all the Marvel and DC, all the comic book heroes and villains. So they had superheroes. They there was a couple Doctor Stranges, a, a Wonder Woman, um, a whole bunch of Poison Ivies. There was That's a there were, right now. Yeah, there's oh Riddler. Yeah, there's our Jokers. Joker. Joker. Yeah, the yeah, Joker. Um, there was a bunch of them, and Captain. There was only one Captain America. I'm trying to think. There was no Batman, there was no Superman, but it was still, there was probably 35, 40 people up there all dressed in their heroes and villains costume. Aww. So that was kind of cool. Um, they had a Nerf duel, Nerf gun duel. Okay. So um, I only saw that in video after we left. Um, oh, they had the, uh, the uniform parade. So everybody who has a military persona, and some groups of military, pseudo-military groups, got together. Like um, they have the steampunk Sallies, who are the Salvation Army, and they're really funny. They're <laughs> three quarters of them. Dress. Three quarters of them are men who cross-dress. So if you are allowed in like Oklahoma, <laughs> it's you know, cross-dressing is a big thing over there. It's really it's big in the steampunk community, and I don't think. I think it's just part of the British culture that it's it's a comedy thing. It's it's yeah. nothing. It's not how people treat it over here. It is you so know? well. Okay, so I think there is a comedy element that is put over here, but a lot of people get offended well, yeah. by the comedy element for some random reason. I'm reminded yeah. of uh, Queen, the band, mm -hmm. and this video they released in like the late '70s, early '80s. I don't remember, but the entire band is dressed as as women from this TV show that's that was popular in Britain. It was, you know, for the lulls. And America was so shocked and horrified that they were dressing as women. It ended their career in the U.S. for years. Yeah. Because we're we just... just the the joke break. doesn't transfer. Yeah. <laughs> like if Whoa. someone dressed up as the Golden Girls and made a metal band, which I would <laughs> listen to. The Rolling Stones, the Rolling Stones album, Some Girls... Mm -hmm. All of the guys in the band were, I mean, there was pictures of them and then they had the lipstick on yeah. and they had, you know, false eyelashes and, you know, they're all dolled up like women and it would, it's like no big deal. Yeah. Like they don't feel it like it's any big deal. Um, Alice. Oh, what's this? Uh, there's so many good band, uh, good singers in the eighties and nineties that dressed it up. You know, that women was their persona. No mm -hmm. one took it seriously, but it was fantastic. Right. Well, Aerosmith, it looks like yeah. a lady. Oh, all that glam rock you're, you're referring to. Right, rock. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, <sighs> Let's just take a woman's name and make it a weird alternative band, and then we'll get big. <laughs> anyway, so I mean, John Naylor and Elsie Trinket did a great job organizing things. Um, I was not able. It, there's just no way you can see even half of what's going on. Wow. You know? Um, it's, it's, it's bonkers. It is so, it was just so much fun. Give them a little background now. They told us. Yeah. It, I mean, this, this couple who, who started it, they live in the Lincoln area. They live pretty close to there. And their first one was 13 years ago. They had about 435 people. There was, um, there's a building next door or across the street from the castle that they had rented out for the day for the festival and they had vendors and they call them traders, not vendors, but you know, people selling their wares, their steampunky stuff. And they went, um, um, 
they went all day. Everybody had a great time. Nobody wanted to go home. So there was like a restaurant or bar very close to there. He, he said, everybody just come on over here, set up your tents out in our parking lot. And they, they extended another day. So it was going to be Saturday and it was, it went into Sunday before everybody went home. And, um, they, uh, lost my train of thought. Sorry. Oh, that's right. The building used to be the local asylum, which is why it's called the asylum steampunk festival. So that's the lawn. They still, they do a picnic on the lawn over there on that, at that building every year. So, and there are people that have been there every single year. They probably had in excess of 8,000 people that weekend we were there. Wow. That's yeah, amazing. I mean, and your pictures seem to indicate that it's inside the castle. Yes. Or I saw castle yeah, walls. Inside the castle, the castle walls, there are. Oh, okay. Outside the castle. Yeah, there's um, the street in front. What is the name of the street? I can't remember the street that goes in front of it, but there's there the whole community is really really embraces it. There's pictures in the walls. People have steampunk merchandise in there. You know, these are full-time stores. They're there, you know, 12 months out of the year. But when this festival comes comes around, they put all their steampunk merchandise in the front windows and they really play it up. And I think I posted a bunch of the blue circles um, that were, they were done for their time travel themed event, which was the town that never was. It's all the events that this group puts on are very close to Lincoln or fairly close to Lincoln. And they had people send in suggestions and they had all those signs made of, you know, who, who was here and for what reason and during what dates. So they made a bunch of these blue signs. There was 22 of them around town. And um, I think there was, yeah. And it was one of the things was to go find them. I didn't find all of them. I didn't try, but I got probably about 18, but they're all really funny. HG Wells was here in this date and this date. And then again, in this state. <laughs> Uh, He's that, got his time machine, so he could go whenever he wanted to. <laughs> um, uh, one of the military groups, one of one of the military groups was all they all had the um, T Rex costumes, or not not costumes, but the little outfits to make you look like you're riding on a T Rex. So they have fake legs. Oh, okay. And then you have you have like reins, so you're riding your T Rex, and that was kind of cool. Um, the steampunk sallies, I just can't get over them. They're they play really beat up instruments and they, you know, they play their band. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was a lady, I didn't actually see her, but I've seen her in photos since our uh, husband and wife team. He was on stilts and he had marionette strings and she's, you know, walking around doing the marionette thing. Like he's controlling her. And so they walked around the festival like that. Um there's several buildings outside of the castle that they use, but inside the castle walls, we don't go inside the castle. We use the courtyard. There's a men's prison that they, that they use for some things. And then there's a women that what used to be the women's prison is kind of around and down on the lower floor of that. And that's where they had their great exhibition. Um, yeah. The was individual submissions of, of things that people had made. Um, one of the things that they did, that I thought was really cool was they had uh, a competition called Steampunking Poundland. Poundland is a dollar store. Right, right. So I, so, I learned that from from other uh, British YouTube channels. But uh, you know, the twelve year old in me is giggling away. But <laughs> <I know. laughs> people um, uh, had to buy. Everything had to come from the dollar store, basically. Everything had to come from Poundland. So everything except for glue and paint, basically. And so they they filled out these submission forms. And I saw a bunch of them. They were really, really cool. One of them was like a, a diorama. Another one was like a poor old teddy bear. He looked really sad. They have steam bear competition. You dress up your teddy bear in steampunk clothes. And they have a competition for that. I haven't heard who won. Um, oh, yeah, all the robots. The, the robot girl who's she, she just rolls around and she waves at people. There's one guy who's done, who has, um, I guess every year she gets improved a little bit. She's been around a while. He dresses her up in Victorian clothes. Is this a built robot dressed up as a person or is this a person dressed up as a robot? No, no, this is a robot, robot with 
with Victorian clothes on. She's only <laughs> maybe a, three and a half foot tall. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and wow. she, matter of fact, we have a picture of her talking or waving and R2-D2, another guy who had a, a robotic uh, R2-D2, and the two, uh, steampunked, of course, um, was uh, the, the two robots were talking to each other and waving at each other. So, <laughs> it was pretty cool. Yeah, there's um, there's one guy who had at least four robots. Right, they had K-9 and... and yeah, K-9, they the had... Um, robot, and then a bunch of Star Wars. Well, K-9, Pinocchio... Yes. R two D two, and then the other. I I I don't do Star Wars, Jack. You probably would know what they're called, what kind of thing they are. Probably. But so it was like the little round one with like a like what looked like a cup bowl on his head. He looked. He yes. looked like he had like a saucer shaped head with a cone in the front. With like a camera lens in the front of him. It was yes. probably the one from. It's it's possible it was the one from uh, Han Solo, the one that had an attitude that. Lando Calrissian liked because his is his droid. They, uh, they would. They were actually there were four of them sitting there playing cards. Oh well, one of them was on a tri tricycle. Yeah, Three of them on, were playing cards. And the one on the tricycle, they would actually take him out and run him around. Also, he would actually ride the tricycle around. Jack, I think they're talking about the uh, the mechanic droids from Mandalorian. Uh, oh, the little little like plate with the big round. Oh, the, oh, the ones you oh the pit droids you punch in the face and they collapse. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> can, can you share with us? Thanks, Anna. I've got to find one first. HK, um, if you look up HK47 droid, it'll pop right up. Things okay. I know. AK, HK47 is a variant of the same type of pit droid. But yeah, we've got pit Oops. droids on, on, on uh, Wrong one. Star Wars. There we go. I Can I share a photo? Yeah. I think. There's a button down at the bottom called present. Yeah. Share screen. Share screen. Window or screen. Two screen. Yeah. The screen's easiest. It'll show everything that's on your screen currently. It's really difficult to mess up. Screen one. Okay. Allow. And then I have to get to my picture. There. Can you guys see that? Yep. That's Pedroid. Okay. Yeah. The okay. one on the trike. Yeah. Uh, the yep. one on the trike. And then there were three more of that same type of robot that were um, sitting around a table playing cards. And I don't have that one in this folder. But I can upload it to Facebook. That's cool. That was cool. Yeah, we, have, we have a small movie of them actually moving around and playing cards. Oh, that's anyway. Cool. So, um, oh, you know what? While I'm on, I just uh, I wanted to kind of give a shout out for Steampunk November because they are um, they're getting stuff done. <laughs> They've got a new road, new walkways, and um, like an actual for real road road. Yeah, actually. Well, it's an improved road. Uh, uh, Lawrence and I loaned him some money so they could get that done. And I haven't seen it yet. We're going out there on Sunday. Ooh. So it's low down on the new road for our convention. Yes. Much, much better than it was. (laughs) Better than, you know, puddle of mud. Mud pit. (laughs) That's fantastic. Anyway, so yeah, we're going out there to see it, but they have made serious improvements to the road. And um, there's still tickets available for the beer and wine tasting. They wanted me to say that. <laughs> Have you guys thought about asking them to be on the show? We should do that. We really should do that. Um, I think Leslie and Shane would be honored. That needs to be a day shortly, considering we can edit, we can uh, advertise for them. Yeah, that I've I've never had a chance to talk to Shane because I've talked to Shane. Show, he's just so busy. Oh yeah, Lex could get a hold of Shane. Lex and him have a conversation. They actually have conversations. Weirdly enough, I've never actually had a conversation with this man. Like Fax was saying, I've run into him at his convention, but he looks so majestic most of the time. So they're smoking his pipe finally, like he's having a moment of calm before he's just rushed with everyone asking him questions again. He like goes and hides in his own convention just to take a moment. And so I don't ever want to bug him. I just want to walk up to him saying, "This is an excellent thing, you know, excellent convention. Thank you," and then walk on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is, the, I mean, we spent a couple hours talking to them right before we left. And um, it is, it is, I don't know how to say it. I mean, they're ha- they're struggling financially putting it on every year. And they would like to do more than that. what they're doing. They want to do weddings and stuff out there, too, to help kind of 
finance the whole operation, you yeah. know, bring in a little bit more money to improve the grounds and keep it growing and stuff. And so we spent two, three hours out there talking through a lot of that kind of stuff. And, and what we decided to do is just loan them enough money to do a couple new fire pits and um, get the road and upgraded the, and, the and the walkways inside the facility. So yeah. apparently that was happening while we were gone. So you can see pictures online now. Yeah. So, so I'm looking forward to going out there. Oh, and the beard ornaments. I totally forgot to talk about that. It's a thing. It's a thing. They go, you know, like right here. And I haven't, I don't recall like seeing them on anybody here. You could. Some sort of like woven thing. I got to like stick like it in like it's, I don't know I've, I've I'm not sure how it's it the works. same type of thing that women use on hair extensions if you've ever seen them it's like a flexible comb it okay. you flex it open you push it in and flex it closed again and it just oh, kind of like a little crappy thing yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 so that's what they are and um very popular <laughs> very popular, popular. Yeah. a guy came into her booth and said you know you have all this jewelry for women what about us guys it's like, I'd like a little thing for my beard. And so she came up with this and now uh, several years ago, and she sold thousands and thousands of See, them. I would have sold those in my steam chest just because I want do haggies for my, for my beard. I mean, like I yep. can definitely we see Dax with some stuff over here. I would like a mustache ornament or two. Yeah. Oh, like actual like little ornaments, like hanging like Christmas little like little Christmas ball. <laughs> I don't know about beard ornaments, but, um, you probably will get one of these. We bought extra when we were there. Got a major award. Yep. Keep calm and carry on. And then I have some 2022 medallions and 2023 medallions. And but this one's mine. This is the only one I have. <laughs> it's they gave it to me for being a Patreon supporter. And it says in Steam We Punk. Oh, in Steam We Punk. <laughs> what? How can I not come up with that phrase? That's such a great phrase. <laughs> I don't Steam think they own it. So no, you know. But it is such a it just hits it right on the it's the nail on the head. Did y'all ever wonder where t uh, uh, teapot racing came in from? I who started it? Uh, I did not, but now you're making me wonder. John Naylor, one of the one of the the organizers out there. He <laughs> I'm huge. Um, he he invented teapot racing. Okay, and he gave oh. it to the steampunk world with the with the acknowledgement that. So long as you don't make money, you can use the team, the uh, steampunk uh, uh, team races and, and, and on the, and that. So long as you don't make any money off of it. And uh, so they've done fairly, you know, the community has, has supported that and embraced that fairly well throughout so far since they, they've been. And uh, he's let that out. Only one person tried to make money on it here in the U.S. and explained to him that he couldn't be touched and. We'll just say he's not part of the steampunk world anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, he wrote he yeah. wrote a book on how to cheat at teapot racing. Yeah, <laughs> and he sold it. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's like if you can't figure out how to cheat at teapot racing, then you really, really need some help. But um, please buy my book that I'm writing right now with Chat GPT, <laughs> and we will learn together. I, okay. I just assumed that cheating at steampunk at Cheating at teapot racing was part of the game of teapot racing. Yeah. That's like, do I need to make like a general rule book or something? Is that what we really need to write down? Like what not to do in teapot racing? Wink, wink. You know? Anyway, you but never... his, his wife, his wife told us that. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, John Naylor is also known as the major and some of the events are named after him or like, you know, the major soirees where we saw Madam Misfit. And there was another that there was like a seance or something. I mean, there's just, oh, the cabaret. Was it, was it the major's cabaret where they have the, you know, no, no children allowed. They have a, have a 18 and up only show on one of the nights. So anyway. It's just amazing how many different things they do over there in the steampunk world versus what we do here in the U S. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it just goes to show that we can step up our game over here uh, and make a, the steampunk world a whole lot better than, than what we, we thought it was. Well, I mean, there's so. there's always going to be a new way to do something. I, I have ideas in my head on things to do 
at steampunk things, you know, I wanted to do like an egg carry, you know, you do the egg race with the egg and the spoon, yeah. but mm -hmm. instead of having an egg and a spoon, you have a teacup filled to the oh, brim and whoever it's, it's a, you have a teacup and a saucer. So you hold it by the saucer and whoever gets to the other end with the least tea spilled wins. <laughs> well, maybe a relay race. Well, yeah, his his idea is a relay race, which I thought was kind of cool. Like yeah, you have to have hand it off to people. Pulls out the chair. Oh. The other person sits down. You sit down and you drink your tea and you eat your biscuit without you know without being like a whole slob or anything. And then you know you go to the next station. You do something else. And so I that's how iPhone sketch. Huh? <laughs> I remember a Monty Python sketch similar to that. Yes. The, uh, Upper class English twits uh, Olympics. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> we were adopted by the twits for a day. That would be fun. Congratulations. The Woodbridge, the Woodbridge Independent Tea Dueling Society. That's who we marched with for the parade. <laughs> so I was I was a twit for a day. Oh, that's we had awesome. we had dinner with them on Saturday night, and they're just a lovely couple. Um, he uh, she had this mm. crazy costume on she had like led lights in her corset and she had like squids and octopi all over her headpiece and it was it was just gorgeous and she said her whole family took her whole family to make her her outfit but it's after nine so i don't know yeah we really need to uh unfortunately wrap things ah. up no. i know i could talk about i could talk about that weekend for like hours <laughs> Uh, can I yell at my dog again? There you go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, before we go, I do want to mention we've already talked about uh, Steampunk November coming up mm -hmm. in November. Mm -hmm. We talked about uh, uh, Johnny's uh, uh, Galveston Steampunk event next spring, seven months away. Um, and I wanted to also remind everyone about the Steampunk District at the Iron Horse Heritage Festival on September 23rd this month uh, over in uh, Mineola, Texas. Uh, I really want this to become a thing. It's like the first year for them. Uh, Mineola is up near Taylor. Is that right? Tyler? Taylor? Tyler, Tyler yeah. Tyler, excuse me. Th those are both cities in Texas. So they're not the same city. And they are far <laughs> away from each other. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. Up in North, North Texas there. And we are definitely going... Keep that on your calendar as well. Um, okay. And with that, I'm going to uh, tell you about our, our patrons and everybody who's helping us keep the lights on. Okay. Uh, the Texas Steampunk Connection is supported in part by J.R. Seeger's A School for the Great Game. Edwardian team Elizabeth Bancroft resents being sent to a finishing school in India. The college is, in fact, the British India School for Spies, which teaches the old family business of espionage, martial arts, Tibetan mystic arts. A School for the Great Game is the first in the Steampunk Garage series available on Amazon. I, I do kind of wonder why Elizabeth Bancroft didn't notice her parents being into the Tibetan mystic arts. I mean, that what's going on with her? Uh, <laughs> we're also supported by Fair Treasures. Uh, Kitty was with us tonight. Uh, she runs Fair Treasures. They have a selection of Texas-made female-presented costumes, accessories for steampunk and renaissance wear, one-of-a-kind imported jewelry. You can shop Fair Treasures at fairtreasures.com, fair with an E, uh, or on Etsy. And maybe we can get her to uh, carry some of those beard ornaments imported from the UK. That would be pretty cool. Uh, we want to thank our patrons uh, on Patreon. You can become one of our patrons, and we'll give you a shout-out here, much like Jenny and Ryan Shaver, who we appreciate. Uh, we have a certified aeronaut, Natalie McTavish, uh, among our patrons, and, of course, a generous grant from the crew of the Airship Hot Dog, Rita and Lawrence Allen. Hi, Rita. Hi, Lawrence. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Uh, is there anything else we want to... What? Hold on, set of socks. What? <laughs> Wet Socks wants to know when the, the Iron Horse... Oh, oh, oh. I mean, let me yes, pull that is. back up here. Or the one in Tyler. Either one. Yes, that know. is the uh, 23rd. Uh, September 20th. Or, we're in September, right? Yeah, yes, September 23rd. 23rd. Uh, it's a one-day, uh, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, arrangement. Hopefully, it'll be much cooler than it still is now. Um, yes, but uh, it is, if you uh, go to our Facebook page, um, 
there, there's an entry in there for uh, this festival. They don't have, as far as I know, a Facebook event, event, uh, which makes it a little more difficult. But maybe maybe they've added one. And I haven't seen it yet. But uh, yeah, thank, thanks for asking. And I hope we uh, we meet you there, Mister yes. or Mrs. Wet Socks. <laughs> thank you for tuning in. Uh, anything else? Okay, I'm going to hand us off to our founder, Flavio, to take us out. So, once again, thank you for listening. You can find us again on uh, Facebook at Texas Steampunk Connection for any comments, questions, suggestions. If you know of something happening Steampunk that's happening soon, we can put it on our calendar, on our Patreon, um, as well as the, the list of over 100 comics and graphic novels, uh, Steampunk and Weird West related. You can also email us at TexasSteampunkConnection at gmail.com. And we're uh, a streaming podcast, TexasSteampunkConnection.podbean.com. And if you lose it on Facebook and you want to watch a remake, a rerun of this show at any point in time on YouTube, you can go find them on Steam Chest. <laughs> and although we've made many, many jokes about Twitter, <laughs> you can look for us at TX Steam, Steam Connect Connection. 1 oh. on Twitter. I never use it. I never look at it. I don't know. I don't understand Twitter. Yeah, so yeah, once again, thank you very much. And until next time, mind your gauges. This is Facebook.